All right, now for part three of the life of Amy Simple McPherson. So in this part, we're going to talk about Amy's call to the ministry, her call to Christian work. So last time when we wrapped up, we were talking about how Amy and her mother had both experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and they were thoroughly enjoying this new experience in the Lord. Amy began to feel the Lord was calling her to a work but she didn't know exactly what it would be. And the thing was, the Lord was dealing with many at this time, too. He was reminding many of how she had dedicated Amy to him, and that Amy was his child, too. And unbeknownst to Amy, he was planning on using her very mightily. But that meant she would eventually be leaving home. And... This was hard for many. It was hard for her to think of her daughter, her only child, leaving home. Uh, and what the Lord might be calling her to do and what kind of hardships that Amy might be faced with and what kind of trials that Amy might be faced with and what kind of heartbreak would lay would lie in Amy's future. And this was hard for many. And Amy said that she heard her mother walking through the house and praying and crying. And Amy was struggling with accepting the fact that the Lord was calling her daughter to a work. But many accepted the will of God, not without some tears, but she accepted the will of God. Now, remember that tall, handsome, dark, blue-eyed Irishman that was the preacher that his sermon brought Amy under such conviction? Well, uh, he returned to the area to hold another series of meetings, and by this time Amy was about 18 years old. And he soon noticed the pretty young woman and fell in love with her. He was only about, I think, four or five years older than Amy, and he and Amy discovered that they both had a passion for God and a passion for the lost, and a passion for missions. And so he uh, and Amy fell in love. And without a doubt, Robert was Amy's true love. And he proposed to Amy, and they were married in a beautiful ceremony there in Canada. And there is only one uh, one picture, I believe, that is in existence, where the, at least where the public can find it, that shows Amy and Robert together. Just one picture. Well, after the wedding, she and uh, Robert headed off to his next place of ministry there in Canada. And they were poor. They were awful poor, but they were in so much love, it didn't matter to them. And uh, Robert, he suffered at the hands of Amy's lack of cooking skills. And to give you an idea of Amy's sense of humor, she said later, Never were biscuits so hard, but never were biscuits so highly praised. And... So she and Robert were working actively in the ministry. Uh, they had moved to Chicago. They were working there with a mission uh, that was run by a Pentecostal minister named Brother Durham. And it was there in Chicago that Amy had her first personal encounter with divine healing. Now, divine healing is going to be a huge theme in Amy's later ministry. And in fact, uh, in the four-square denomination that she founded, one of their tenets is the four-square gospel. Jesus Christ is Savior, Healer, 
baptized her in the Holy Ghost, and soon coming king. So healing is going to figure prominently in Amy's life, and it's interesting to see how first introduced to it uh, personally. So Amy was running down a flight of stairs, and she tripped. The doctor said that her ankle was cracked, but nothing was exactly broken, but four ligaments uh, had been severed. And not only was the pain really terrible, but Amy was having to hop around on crutches and was told it would be at least four months before she would be able to put any weight on that foot. And it was in a cast, and Amy said she was sitting at home, the cast on her foot, looking at her black and blue toes, and feeling sorry for herself when the Lord spoke to her and told her that if she would have Brother Durham pray for her foot, the Lord would heal it. So, Amy, she got her shoe for the foot that was in the cast, and she uh, wrapped it up. I don't know if she put it in her purse or her coat pocket or what, but she got that shoe, and she headed out for the mission. Now, at that time, Chicago had sidewalks that were made of wood, uh, wooden planks. And on the way, Amy's cast slipped through a hole in the wooden sidewalk, and her entire body weight landed on that injured foot. She said it hurt so bad, she almost blacked out. And the pain was awful. But in typical Amy form, she presses forward. She is determined. Even though that foot is now throbbing like crazy, she is determined to go and get it prayed for. So, she gets there, and Brother Durham is praying. He sees her. He comes over. She told, told him, the Lord spoke to me and said, if you would pray for my foot, he would heal it. So, Brother Durham went and did a little more praying. Then he comes over to Amy, and he lays his hand on her, and he says, in the name of Jesus, receive your healing. And Amy said when he spoke those words, it was like electricity went through her. And she pried that cast off. And put on her shoe. Now you know that foot was horribly swollen. But when he prayed for her, that swelling went down, that pain left. And she was able to stand up and put her entire weight on that foot without any pain whatsoever. The Lord had healed that foot. And that was Amy's first encounter with uh, personal healing. Now... Amy and Robert were both feeling called to the mission field, and more specifically, they felt the Lord was calling them to China. So they began to pray for funds. The Lord provided them with the fare they needed, and Amy and Robert head off for China with no denomination backing them, no missionary society backing them. This wasn't unusual for uh, Pentecostals at the turn of the century, or shortly after the turn of the century. Well, on the way uh, to China, uh, they had to go by England. So Amy got to meet Robert's family in Ireland. And in an interesting uh, twist, Robert's mother told him that she felt this would be the last time she would ever see him again. Now, that has to be a hard, hard thing for a mother to feel and an even harder thing for her to say. But she told Robert that. And those words from his mother would prove prophetic. Well, Amy was only 19 when they had set sail for China. And as I mentioned, en route to China, they had to stop in England. 
and there in England, Amy was invited to preach. Now, Amy had done public speaking, elocution, presented dramatic readings and poems, but she uh, had never really preached before, and it didn't seem she could find a sermon, and she was trying and trying, and the sermon wouldn't come together, and the time came for Amy to speak. And there were way more people in that audience than she expected when she walked up to that podium. Amy said she was terrified. But as she began to speak, what followed would be, uh, was a revelation that would become known as the Foursquare Gospel, upon which the Foursquare Church was based. Jesus Christ as Savior, Healer, Baptizer in the Holy Ghost, and soon-coming King. Amy said the Lord poured that message through her. She said it was like speaking in tongues, but in English, where she could understand it. And that message just poured through her. And afterwards, Robert said, I didn't know that you could preach. And Amy said, I didn't either. <laughs> you know, it was all the Lord. And so they head on to China. Amy, Robert, they make it to China. And not long after arriving in China, they both contract malaria. And Amy, by this time, is pregnant, very pregnant. And uh, they're in the hospital. Amy gives birth to little Roberta, Salt, uh, Roberta Simple, Roberta Star Simple, her daughter. And Robert was getting sicker. And they would let Amy go and visit him for short periods of time. And Amy said every time she visited him, he either had his Bible open or he was praying. And she noticed to her distress, that Robert seemed to be getting closer and closer to heaven and further and further from earth. Even his mindset seemed more heavenly. And this worried her. She's in her, I think she's 20 years old by now. She's young. She's just had a baby. And her husband is extremely sick. And one, uh, the last time she saw him, she was there talking with him. She heard the click-clack of the nurse's shoes as she came down the hall there in uh, Hong Kong, China. She knew the nurse would be telling her that it was time to go. And so Amy told Robert, I'll see you in the morning. And she said the next morning she woke up and she looked out the window and she saw them carrying a body out in a sheet, suspended in a sheet. And she said she could tell by the length of it and by the shape that it was Robert. She knew that Robert had passed before the nurse ever told her. We cannot fathom the heartache that Amy felt at that moment. Here she was with a newborn baby. And they were carrying that baby's father off to be buried. Here she had gone with Robert to China. They didn't hardly have any money to begin with. And they sure didn't after they got there in China. She didn't even speak Chinese. And now suddenly she was all alone. We can't imagine the emotions that flooded Amy. And she was recovering from malaria and childbirth. Well, Robert was buried in Happy Valley Cemetery in Hong Kong. Later on, when Amy had more money and more notoriety, she was able to afford to put a very nice 
headstone up for Robert. But here she was in China, no family, no money, newborn baby, all alone. But you know what? The Lord was with her. And the Bible presents special promises for widows. And widows should never forget this. As a widow, the Bible teaches you are under the Lord's special protection. And the Lord was watching over Amy. She was able to contact her mother between her mom and her dad. They got the money together to bring Amy uh, back from overseas. By this time, Minnie had left Amy's dad and was active in the Salvation Army work in New York City. So Minnie brought Amy and baby Roberta home to her in New York City. Now, one of the interesting things, this heartache, this heartbreak did not move Amy. It might have shaken her foundations for a while. It might have caused her to question God. But she kept serving God because she knew in her heart of hearts that God is good and God is love. And the heartache and the pain and the tribulation that we face in this life is no comparison to the glory that awaits us in the next. And there is no pain so great in this life that the Lord can't help us get through it. And that is what he did. And so Amy arrives in New York City with little Roberta Star Simple. And she starts working for the Salvation Army. As an officer, this provides her a little bit of income for between her and her mother to provide for her and for little, uh, little baby Roberta. So, I can't imagine going through what Amy did and to be so young and still a relatively new convert and yet the grace of God was there with her to bring her through it and that's something to remember the Lord says in his word my grace is sufficient for you his grace is sufficient for us and it's that grace that can carry us through whatever life throws at us his grace can carry us through it. And that's what we see here with Amy. His grace carried her through it. Well, I hope uh, I hope that you enjoyed that. That's part three of Amy Simple McPherson. Uh, the next part, we'll talk about uh, when she married. Uh, she remarried, married Harold McPherson, which is where the name Amy Simple McPherson comes from. And we'll talk about uh, her struggles in entering the ministry. So I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope possibly it has touched you or encouraged you in some way. Thanks for listening.